again and welcome to another episode of Consciously Blooming. I'm your host Natalie Green and I'm so happy to have you here today. For this week's episode, I wanted to talk about improving your decision making. We make hundreds of thousands of decisions each and every day of our lives from the moment that we wake up to the moment that we close our eyes to go to bed. And even then, sometimes we're still making decisions. So I think it's important to take the time to improve that skill because it is a skill, whether or not you knew that. It is something that needs practice if you seem to struggle with it. So wanted to go over that today. Now, as per usual, we will start with what I've been into and what I've been up to recently. What I've been into. So I've been taking, well, I just recently made an addition to the supplements I take. I don't take very many supplements. I know that there's a whole bunch out there. Um, I like to do a lot of research before I take them. And you know, you always see that there's a crazy ton of side effects for a lot of the supplements that are out there that people take. And then also a lot of the time, the way that you digest them they don't actually have that many benefits because as soon as they hit your stomach acid, they just get fried. So I really do research before I take my supplements and the ones I've been taking for a while now are a B-complex and folic acid little combo from Trader Joe's and the folic acid, which is also a B vitamin, helps your body produce and maintain your cells. So I also took that to help me just feel more awake and because certain medication that you can take depletes you of those B vitamins, which are super vital. And I've read that women are commonly deficient in B12 and B vitamins, so that's another reason why I take it. I've been recently adding pumpkin seed oil. I don't know if I'd consider that a supplement, but I've been recently adding that because my mom started using it and she did the research on its benefits for hair growth and, you know, I'm always trying to make my hair happy, healthy, longer. So added that in and I've been taking biotin for a very long time also to help with hair, skin and nails and magnesium. My friend Alexi put me on a magnesium. This specific type of magnesium helps with relaxation before bed. And it doesn't work the same way as melatonin, so you don't become dependent on it. And if you don't take it one night, you're fine. You're not going to be missing it. You're not going to have a hard time falling asleep. So I really like that. And obviously the um, magnesium helps with muscle repair. So as someone who works out almost every day, it's important to keep my muscles in tip-top shape and always keeping your muscles and the protein fibers healthy really helps with keeping you young longer because without muscle you can't move so that's important too what i've been up to my friends and i took well we went to the beach and my friend who also has two sheba cc also brought her dogs to the beach and it was the first time that my dog has ever been to the beach and it was so much fun it was obviously chaos three shiba inus at the beach is gonna be chaos but he had such a good time my little dog had such a good time and it was so refreshing to see him be able to run around in the sand he loved the ocean and just to be with my friends and be in the sun and be by the water was just such a fun day and you know if you have access to a beach and you've got a dog or if you don't have a dog hit up a beach as soon as you can the weather's turning great it's like not peak hotness of summer and this is the best time to be there so that is what I've been up to so like I said jumping right in 
We make hundreds to thousands of decisions each and every day from the moment that we wake up to the moment that we fall asleep. We are making decisions and this can really take a toll on us. If you think about it, all of the brain power that you have to use to make a decision, even a small decision like what you're going to eat for breakfast will take a toll on you over time because you're just consistently making decisions. It could be what you're eating for breakfast, what are you going to eat for lunch, what clothes you should put on today, oh, what skincare products should you use today, and then it can be those massive decisions like what college should I go to, do I need to find a new apartment, should I move states, should I accept this job, should I ask for a raise, no matter the magnitude of the decision, you're still going to be exerting time and effort and it's going to have some kind of impact on you regardless of how big or small the decision is. Having to constantly make these decisions can lead to decision fatigue. The American Medical Association defines decision fatigue as the idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make more and more decisions over the course of a day becomes worse. Dr. McLean A psychiatrist at the American Medical Association added, the more decisions that you have to make, the more fatigue you develop and the more difficult it can become. What this means is that by the end of the day, you are so fatigued with making decisions from the very get-go of the day that you probably aren't making the best decisions by the end of the day. If you think about it, let's say you're a weird example. You work out really hard in the very morning and then you're like doing little workouts throughout the entire day your body is going to be fatigued from that really hard workout in the morning and won't be able to keep up with the other demands that you're putting on it throughout the rest of the day. Your brain's the same way. Your brain's a muscle. It gets fatigued just like your muscles do. And this is what decision fatigue is. An additional factor that can contribute to increasing the fatigue of the decision-making process is the way that we handle decision-making. Being an indecisive person, meaning you struggle with decision-making, can make even the seemingly smallest decisions a chore. Beyond simply making your everyday decisions seem painstaking, being indecisive has a large impact on your overall life when it leads to delaying decision-making, not making a decision, or the avoidance of even being in a position to make a decision. You might torture yourself with what if this, what if that after you make the decision, even though you can't control the outcome after you've already made the decision. Or you might let others make all of your decisions, which greatly impacts your life because they're not living your life, right? It's your life. You have to make those decisions. But if you are indecisive, it can be so painstaking to make those hard decisions or easy decisions that you just rather someone else made them for you. It also costs you time, it can cost you money, and it often costs you opportunities. You might not get an opportunity to do something again because you were too indecisive and couldn't make a decision or were too worried about the decision to even come to a real conclusion. And it always costs you time no matter what. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't take time to weigh the pros and cons of a decision, but more often than not, if you're an indecisive person, you're taking way too long to make a decision when it shouldn't be that complicated. So I went over some of the bad effects of being an indecisive person might have on your life, but I also think it's important to understand why you might be an indecisive person. 
which this is a disclaimer. I am also extremely indecisive. So this is not me just pointing a finger. These can be applicable to me as well. So you might be scared of failing, which is totally understandable. Everyone is scared of failing, but it's such a huge part of life. And it's something that we forget. So everyone's going to fail at some point or another. It depends on how you let that failure impact you and how you pick yourself up from that and take it as a learning opportunity. But that could lead to being indecisive. You're too scared of failing to make a decision and you're scared of making the wrong choice. Another reason you might be indecisive is there are too many choices. Let's say you go into Baskin Robbins. What do they have? Like 38 flavors or something? Too many choices for one person to gather and look at and try and determine which is the best one when you're seeing all of those different opportunities. You might feel the need to always please others. And this can greatly lead to indecision because you're not only thinking about how the decision impacts you, but you're really worrying about how the decision is impacting others. And while this is super important, it's not always necessary to please others. There are often times when you're going to do something that might not be what someone else wanted you to do, but what's best for you. Now, I'm not saying hurt or sabotage or backstab anyone for your own good, but I'm saying like sometimes we do things that doesn't make other people happy and it is what's best for us, or it might just be something that they don't really believe in and it's what makes us happy. You might be indecisive because you focus on the details and you might miss the big picture. And this can also be tied in with overthinking. Sometimes you just will avoid even making the decision because you're looking at the nitty gritty and every little possible situation that could come out of making that decision. And you're just getting, you're just missing the big picture. You're not looking at the impact of the whole decision-making process and the timeline and everything that's going on. And also, you might just be honing in a little bit too much and not realizing that it probably isn't impacting every single thing in your life. You know, there are those very large decisions that we have to make in our lives, but I'd say a majority of the decisions that we make each and every day are not earth shattering. They are not going to impact you five years from now, even five months from now, or even five weeks from now. So try to pull yourself out and zoom out a little bit and remember that it's usually not that big of a deal. You might lack self-confidence or have a lot of self-doubt. You might not trust yourself to make the right decision and you might doubt your decisions after you've made them. Now, this one, I think I have a little bit subconsciously. I'm definitely a self-confident person, but I think this kind of ties into buyer's remorse. And I'm so avoidant for buyer's remorse that I will be so indecisive on whether or not I should buy something out of the fear of me changing my mind later. So I just might not trust myself to buy something because I think I might regret it later because I have so many times. So it kind of ties into that. And then you might be scared of change. So this one is, again, understandable, but the only thing that is constant in life is change. There will always be change. And this is something that we just really need to embrace and grow to accept because things will never work out exactly as we planned them. They could be better, they could be worse, but we have no effect on that. Something will always go wrong or right and it's just a fact of life. You can't let that hold you back from making decisions that help you reach your goals.
Now, I know that as I went through the list of reasons why you might be indecisive, I also kind of addressed each of those reasons and why you should work to combat those. But I wanted to give you some takeaways and tips on how you can improve your decision making and become a more decisive person. Number one, take out as many decisions that you have to make as you can. This sounds a little bit odd, but it honestly comes down to just having routines. First and foremost, what you do every day when you get out of bed. I immediately feed the dog and then I do my face ice bath. Then I read my devotional. I journal as I set up my work computer and I make breakfast. I do that every single day. And I don't even question what I'm having for breakfast. I eat the same thing every day. And while that might not fit some people's schedules like some or appetite, some people don't want to eat the same thing every day. I love my morning oatmeal. It is so good. And I look forward to it each and every, like in the nighttime, I'm like, oh yeah, yes, I get to eat my oatmeal tomorrow morning. It's literally that good. But try and come up with a way where you just have a routine. You know exactly what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, and you don't have to make any decisions in those first hour, hour and a half morning of your day. You're just waking up, getting prepared for your day, no decision making at all. And honestly, you can do this in different ways throughout your entire day. I eat lunch relatively at the same time every day. I also eat a salad every day, which is the same salad that I mentioned on, I think it was last week or the week before's episode. I eat that every day. I'm such a creature of habit and I really like that salad. I switch it up eventually, but I eat the same salad every single day at lunch, play with the dog after lunch, then I take him on a walk at like 2.30, then I go to the gym right after work, and then I make dinner. Same thing every day. And another thing to tie into that is meal prepping. I don't necessarily meal prep, but I do decide on like two recipes each week for dinner, go to the grocery store and only buy what I need for that. So there's no decision making in really in what I'm having for dinner. I don't have to wonder. I just have either what I'm making the first night or what I'm making the second night. Only two options. So that really helps. Routine making really helps take out so many insignificant decisions in your day so you can really use all of your brain power and your focus on the decisions that matter. Like when you're working or when you're trying to make plans or plan trips and Just the important decisions that you need to make should be prioritized and should easily be the focus of your day over what you're having for breakfast. Number two, if you are presented with too many options, narrow it down to two or three, and then you can better compare and contrast your options. Kind of like what I touched on earlier about when I buy food to make dinner throughout the week, I just have two options to choose from after I've narrowed it down on the weekend, you know? I'm either making X one night or I'm making Y one night. And it just really helps take out any stress from that decision-making process. And even if it's something bigger, like you're deciding where you should go on vacation or something like that, narrow it down to only a few options and then compare and contrast. Look at those key factors that really make one applicable and best for this option than the other but it's easier than looking at the whole map and saying where should I go maybe narrow it down to like a region or something and you know it's just one example but again narrow it down to two or three options and you can better compare and contrast than if you're looking at 50 options number three ask yourself if you are afraid of something and what is the possible worst outcome I guarantee you that it's really not that bad. 
at the end of the day, like I said earlier, is the decision going to impact your life five years from now, five months from now, five weeks from now? Probably not. It probably isn't. It's probably not that serious. And if it is something you're afraid of, write that down. Journal. Kind of reason out why you're afraid of it, what you can do to help with that fear, and then just start comparing, contrasting your options and really get down to the nitty gritty. I know that I said earlier that sometimes we get too wrapped up in the nitty gritty and miss out on the big picture, but I think writing down all those details and then kind of zooming out from like a farther away lens kind of thing helps you really see that it is not that serious. And even if it is, it'll help you visualize it. So work to figure out why you might be afraid of making that decision. Number four, this one will take practice. This is something I'm working on. Make smaller decisions more quickly. So if it's whether or not you want to buy a shirt at the Goodwill, make that decision quickly. That is a small decision. It does not matter. It's just, it's a small decision and you need to practice making them quickly so that when it comes time to make those bigger decisions, you spend less time worrying about them and trust yourself more instinctively. On that same note, number five, set an allotted time to come up with the decision. This is not to say that taking time to make a decision is a bad thing. You should weigh out your options and really get into thinking about the impacts of the decision on reaching your goals or embracing opportunities. But oftentimes, if you're an indecisive person, you take way too long to make decisions that are really, again, not that impactful. So set yourself a deadline and make the decision by then. And if you don't have a decision by then, you have to go with your gut option. You just have to go with something because we cannot live our lives just avoiding decision making. So if you have to set yourself a deadline, do it. Number six, ask the advice or opinions of others. Now, this one's a little bit of a double-edged sword because while you should ask the advice or opinions of others if you're really struggling to make a decision and if either they might have some kind of expertise or have been through this situation before or just because the decision might impact their lives doesn't mean that you should make the decision that they tell you to. At the end of the day, it's your life and it's your decision. If you're making the decision, it's your decision. I really struggle with this and it's something I'm also really working on is actually not asking the opinions of others because I just rely too heavily on outside influences instead of just trusting my own gut. So while you can ask the opinions of others sometimes, like maybe it's something that they have gone through before, have worked on before, like I started a TikTok for the podcast page and I asked my friend Alexi, who has a very successful TikTok page talking about the same sort of mindfulness um, topics, and I asked her for some advice on that because it's somewhere that she's been successful and that she knows what to do. And at the end of the day, I'm still making the decision on what I put on my platform, but it's still good to get the advice of others when they've gone through what you're experiencing and have seen the success that you also want to see. But at the end of the day, things might work out differently for you. So always make your own decision. Number seven, trust your gut. This goes with all of the other tips that I've given you. Trust your gut. At the end of the day, your body's not going to steer you wrong. I know I've mentioned the gut-brain connection before. It's insane. So I kind of do literally mean trust your gut. But if your subconscious or your mind is steering you in a certain direction and you don't even know why, that's okay. Trust it. 
your natural instinct is going to look out for the best for you. And, you know, it could be the universe talking to you. It could be anything. Trust yourself and trust your gut and go with that decision. Lastly, no matter what decision you make, good or bad, no matter the outcome, you have to live with your decision and you need to become comfortable with that. And you don't need to turn around and look at the decision and question, well, what if I had done this? What if I'd done that? Things would have been so different. Oh, I wish I made that decision. It's too late. You already made the decision you made and you need to live with that. And even if it didn't work out how you planned it to or how you thought it would, you have to live with your decision. And it's up to you whether or not you're going to be sad or angry about that. And I personally don't think it's worth it because you made the decision. There's no going back and you can't change it. So you should just be proud that you made a decision and you knew it was hard and just keep keep going. My stepdad has a quote that he always says to me because he knows I'm incredibly indecisive and that is always move forward. Now I know this seems really simple but he is an incredibly decisive person so as an indecisive person I definitely have have tried to embrace this quote and just make it more of like a little life motto type of thing. So always move forward. Don't sit there and worry about the past decision that you made. Just keep looking to the future. Overall, every decision we make has consequences, good or bad. This is just a part of life and a really big one at that. And while this might seem like a very daunting task, it doesn't have to be. If you implement some of these practices, decision-making won't seem so difficult. And once you see the fruits of your labor, you will more easily trust yourself and the decisions that you make. I will end today's episode with a quote from Theodore Roosevelt, and he says, In any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. Now with that, I will end today's episode. Please feel free to like and share this podcast episode or the podcast in general. I would love to just get more people consciously blooming with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening and keep consciously blooming into your best self.